So this isn't about changing one's feelings or getting rid of one's thoughts. It's really all about is seeing the relationship, quote-unquote, you seem to have with thoughts and feelings. And maybe if you change the one who believes it's the thinker, then the thoughts may lose influence over you. Maybe if you change or allow to change, just by entertaining some ideas, that you're not the feeler, then feelings may not have so much influence over you. Yeah, like one feeling, you know, translated can ruin a day. It's, a, it's, got, it's the power that goes to that one feeling. How does that power get transferred to the one feeling? Through the mind. The feeling is seen as mine, and then that feeling is never seen clearly again. <laughs> it just doesn't... As soon as the mind comes on, you don't see the feeling as a feeling. This feeling is seen to be pointing at the feeler. Yeah. This is called obsession with self, bondage of self. There's tons of terminologies, but they're saying there's an activity... That's bonding something to this idea of self. You know, there's an activity that's bonding something to this idea of self. Yeah? So the thoughts are held as yours. The bonding mechanism is the sense of being the thinker. That's where it is. Yeah? Because if you try to chop down thoughts, they grow like crazy because wherever you go, you're reinforcing the importance of thoughts because you believe you're the thinker. Yeah. And what's a thinker but without thoughts? Yeah. So what's a, what's a feeler without feelings? So its premise is that you're something, the, the mind, the mental state, its premise is that you're something, and so for you to be something, it has to claim the feelings to make, to infer that there's a feeler. It just has to happen that way. It can't produce its own uh, self, because there isn't one. It what it does is it claims activities, and then the activity is seen as I'm doing it. Yeah, that vague sense of I'm the one who's thinking this, I'm the one who's feeling it. The obvious one is I'm the one who did the action. You know, that's that's very easily seen. The thoughts get a lot very more nuanced and more uh, devious in a way. Yeah, but the fact is the to present the case that you are someone, it has to claim all these activities that are going on. So it claims the feeling system as on the feeling. Yeah. You didn't have that feeling when you were a kid, a young kid before the mental state started to develop. You were not going, you know, sitting very, uh, like very morosely in a corner thinking, oh, I'm feeling, I shouldn't be feeling the way I was feeling. They're farting and shit and doing everything because there's, there's no sense of being the one yet. So things are going on uninterrupted. Something arises. So they cry. Next day they're smiling like crazy. There's no story to, to, uh, to block the transition from one state to another state. It's just going off like a popcorn maker. But, see, the mental state tries to run a thread through all the ups and downs and all these different states and saying it's you that's having those states. It's you that's having this emotional state. It's you that's having this circumstantial state. It's you that's having the thought state. Yeah? And it's very confusing because 
The Eunice seems to have the sense of being a stationary, solid thing, yet it's totally corrupted and influenced by very volatile conditions. Yeah? One thought can come in, held the wrong way, it can fucking ruin your day, it can ruin your life in a sense. Yeah? People say, I'm going to shoot that motherfucker. They follow that thought, the thought found action behind it, and now they're in a 30 year sentence. This isn't about, I'm never going to shoot another person again. Great, yeah? Great, yeah? It's not about that. It's not about, all right, I'm going to regulate myself so much that I won't be able to get in any trouble. You don't have to, it doesn't have to look like hell to be in hell. It doesn't. It doesn't. Sometimes the circumstances will match the mental state, but it doesn't need any, any matching. It can make hell... Like if you and I were dropped in, with active alcoholism, if you and I were dropped in this mythical idea of heaven, it would be hell in a day. We'd find some fault in us, or this isn't as big a place as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> I don't like the fucking music those angels are playing. You know? Oh, I wish I was wearing something else. I'm going to be wearing... Oh, <laughs> it just goes on and on. You're going to find fault. And I'll tell you something. If you believe you're you, it's an urban renewal project for the rest of your time here. You're going to be fucking building and circumstances will come and blow it down and trying to get your emotional state totally preserved and something will happen. It's sort of like you can't God, you can't be that vigilant to watch all the effects of volatile conditions coming at you. And if you believe it's what I do and what I have and what I feel that makes me what I am, try to control those what I have, what I do and what I feel. Yeah? Try to have it where it stabilizes and it's always just perfectly calm or somehow I feel emotional well-being all the time or my mind's at peace all the time. Yeah. It's no. They're volatile. Yeah. They're volatile conditions. Your emotional condition is very volatile. Some people will be saying, oh, I'm feeling really good today. They get one phone call and they're down the tubes. They enter a lifelong depression. There's no reliability in what you're trying to rely on and what you're trying to rely on as what you're trying to rely on as. <laughs> There's no, that's why you're in anxiety all the time. That's why many of us were driven to get some freaking lit. There was no, there was no true relief, so we got relief in the, in the prison. We made our little pruno, and we did this, and we did that, and we fornicated with some friend's wife just to get a little rush or somehow or another. We're driven to try to get as much relief as we can because it's a given we got this 40 fucking five year sentence that we're living out. Anyone in that condition of hopelessness is going to get high if they can get high. So that they get a little relief from the hopeless state that they seem to be in. Yeah. But the root of the hopeless state, and that's the beautiful thing about recovery, there's thousands of them, but this one I love. In the beginning of one of the forwards, it says, we are a hundred men and women who have recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. Seemingly why did he throw that word in there? He could have easily just said, we have recovered from a hopeless state of mind and body. No one probably would have missed it at all. But to be correct, he had to throw that in because the, the hopeless state of mind and body is seemingly that to you. 
if you're under a certain condition, yeah? If your mental state is the dominant thing, what isn't what isn't life-threatening will seem to be life-threatening. What would what something that isn't an earth-shattering event will seem to be an earth-shattering event. Something that doesn't really have much meaning will seem to have a huge amount of meaning. Yeah? See means it appears to be true or false to you. So you better, 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 better watch your condition. Instead of trying to juggle the emotions and the mental state, see if you're that which you're taking yourself to be. You've never gone there. You've never gone there. You've gone for the solutions to for that, by that, as that, not from it. From it. From the whole, per- from the idea that I'm the person that really needs to get relief. I'm not that a person that really needs to get relief. And I'm not a person that really has a great amount of relief. I'm neither of them. There is nobody here. That's the good news. Does it appear to be someone here? You better believe it. But if you are totally convinced that's so, and you're invested in how that thing's going to go, there's no peace of mind for you. None. Because you're based on volatile conditions. Outside circumstances, emotions, mental states, financial states, physical states. You're affected by others greatly. You are in a very, very bad, precarious position if you have to control and manage all those other states so that you can have a halfway good state. You're not, it's not going to happen. Yeah? You can finally meet it. You finally maybe come upon it at 901, but you've got this huge wave of time that's coming. 902, <laughs> 903, 904, and I guarantee you, you may have felt great at 905 many mornings, and by 1030, you were fucking hovering over a lifelong depression. It doesn't take long for it to totally shift, does it? How many, how much up and down have you had in a day? Unbelievable! How can, it's insane to believe that we're this stagnant, stationary thing. I feel tons of different things all day. You know, every second is like an eternity based on conditions. They're always changing. Yeah, your emotional state, your physical state, your mental state, circumstantial states could be changing. My girlfriend could be deciding. Well, my girlfriend could, could be deciding she's leaving me. I'd be up maybe in this disluted sense of security, and yet I'm going to find out when I get home, when I answer the phone, I, I've left you, Paul, you know. Who knows? If, I, if I'm invested, if she's my higher power, it's going to be questioned. Yeah? This isn't peace. This isn't, this isn't security. That's why the, the, the tiniest bit of a possibility things could change is the fucking germinating seed of every anxiety the mental state trumpets like a big fucking fugue. What is that big horn? A big trombone all day. It takes the, the littlest possibility that something could go wrong and it hovers that, it has that hovering over you all day. All day. Yeah, it's great now, but it probably won't be tomorrow. On and on and on. You're living on freaking borrowed time. If I had a, if I had a chance to get under from underneath that by taking a sip or ju- shooting some dope, I'm going to do it. That tyranny of like Sauron, the all-seeing eye, checking me out constantly. 
You have to go to the exact nature of the wrong, and then you'll realize the exact nature of the solution. You will. If you see the exact nature of the wrong, yeah, the cause, the disease, you'll know exactly what the solution is, like that. Yeah? It's like a slavery, really. Solution after solution after solution is a slavery. You're enslaved in the need of a solution because the problem is more chronic than the solution to it is. Could you imagine if the solution just negated the problem? By how? By vanquishing it? No. You'll realize it's totally imaginary. You're huffing and puffing. It's your mental state that's puffing and puffing to blow up all these imaginary houses it's making. It's a huge, huge pantomime. If you if you stop participating in it by being the character of it, you will see it. You will see it for what it is, and it ain't. That's the solution. The solution is there is no inherent problem. That's the solution. It's the only solution that can actually be termed or can be can live that definition of what a solution implies. Yeah? Something that would become the last answer in your life. Yeah? Before the bondage, before the bondage, before the bondage is the freedom from bondage, not after the bondage. It's before it. If you seem to get freedom after the bondage, what does it say? It brings you back prior to it. It always does. If you have a realization and you've done tons of work or you've done no work, it's the same realization. I need do nothing, basically. My inherent state has never been dimmed, has never been dulled, it's never been marred or marked by any of my shenanigans or anyone else's shenanigans. I can't touch it with a thing because it's not of thingness. It's like the sky. I always use the example. Tons of stuff are happening in the sky, yet none of the things that happen in the sky affect it. You never see space cut open, ever. You can have tons of explosions. You can have July 4th, 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th, 9th. The sky won't rip open. Every time a bird shits, it never lands on the sky. It lands on our shoulders or the car or something. It never lands on no thingness. It always lands on thingness. All right, NAA, page 64. When they're getting ready to go over the fourth step, to do the inventory, to look at how self has defeated us in our lives. It says first, well, there's a lot of things first, but here's this sentence. Self, being convinced that self manifested in various ways. And you tell me what you think it means, all right? This sentence. 
being convinced that self yeah, manifested in various ways. So here's something, some idea called self, yes? Manifesting in various ways is what has defeated us. So the self is what has defeated us. How? In various ways. Yeah. Alright? If you're conf- if you're clear about that, convinced means to believe with certainty. Then we then we move on. Yeah. So here. Self manifested in all these ways is what has defeated us. We are now going to look at its self's common manifestations. You know? A manifestation is an appearance of something, yeah? So um, I, I manifested money, so money appeared, yes? Alright, so alright. And then it goes, okay, if we're clear on that, that self is what has defeated us by these various manifestations, we're now going to look at some of its common manifestations. In other words, some of the run-of-the-mill manifestations of self or in a life that's been taken over by self. Next paragraph says resentment. Resentment, yeah? Now, if you see it from this point of view, how can you keep calling the resentment yours if it's not yours? It's coming from self. And it's through resentments, through fears, through harming others in the pursuit of what you want, self has defeated us. 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 Different. Self is a foreign installment. All right. Watch what happens when you talk about some of the manifestations of self in your life. You usually precede the talking about those manifestations with the word my, which is the act of owning and claiming and having it. So I go, all right, I'm going to get together with my guy. I'm going to go over my resentments, my fears, my harms unto others. The problem is festering right in, right in the petri dish of the solution. It's festering right there. Because the act of being identified is in place already. You're calling self-expressions yours. It's a done deal. You'll get little relief here and there for sure. But the whole, there's no radical relief there because there's still an allegiance to the problem. The bondage of self is happening while you're going over the steps. You're still proclaiming. That's why it flips people out. It says in the first step, hey, we were powerless over alcohol. So that's like, if I'm dancing with a gorilla, I'm going to stop when it wants to stop. Basically, it means I don't have any choice in the matter. Yeah? Clearly. So, alright, let's take it from that view. I had no choice in the matter. Then why is my mental state still harvesting guilt and shame based on all the things I supposedly did when I was under the influence? You would think if you really got the word powerlessness, you would there would be some relief from all that guilt and shame because you would have seen, hey, when I drink and use, I'll do almost anything. Unless, in my case, unless you could physically stop me. Nothing else was going to prevent an action to come through me when I was under that influence. Yet, the mental state is, has this huge, huge field that it cultivates guilt and shame in called what's not happening. And even if you're in recovery, you're still going back there. You're still going back there because the real root of the problem isn't alcoholism, it's identification itself. And it's rooted as you're the doer. 
No matter what happens, you have to do it. So that's why. So you get relief. Alcoholism is an incredible relief, but some of the real rudimentary bondage mechanisms don't get relief just from alcoholism. They are not, they're rooted in the real disease, which is identification as self. Feeling that you're the doer, no matter how much evidence points out to you that you could not possibly have done anything different than while, what you did while you were under influence, your head still believes you did it. That there was a choice, and therefore you're bad. I've seen it. I happened with me. What was a great joy, I got the first step. I got the powerlessness, and in the first year, I'm there doing my thing, trying to meet this girl, and I'm bringing her to my friend's house, and we're riding motorcycles, and and I'm and she hated the cold on motorcycle. Blew the whole idea, but all right, we got the babe. We go up to his apartment, my friend and I. And his, he's got his girl. I got my girlfriend. And as we're walking up, a, a woman walked by. And then my friend had to go down to get something from a motorcycle, came back and says, oh, my, my, room, my uh, neighbor wants to talk to you. I thought he had, because she had paint on her pants, that he had told her I was a house painter and I was going to give her some advice. She comes into this room and she says, hello, Paul, Do you, don't you remember me? I go, no. She says, you owe me $500. <laughs> so I had, she had moved into a place in Santa Cruz and, of course, I talked the imaginary deposit, which never went to the... The, the condominium center went to my pocket. But you know what was amazing? There was my, my facial pants pulled down. I did not feel any guilt or shame whatever because I knew, I told her, I would have done what I did to you to any fucking body. Yeah? I had gotten the powerlessness of it. I had gotten the first step and no guilt and shame arose and I would send her checks every month, you know, to pay her off. I said, the only reason why you're seeing this is I'm in AA, basically. Because no fucking way. I'm never going to give you any money. But, you see what happened? I had gotten the idea, at least a little bit, and I was freed from the guilt and shame of past behaviors that weren't my behaviors at all. They were the manifestations of self in my life. I don't know how you can read it other than that way. It says it super clearly. Hey, we're going to go over some of the common manifestations. Not your manifestations, but self's manifestations. As if it's a foreign installment that somehow is taking over us yeah, and is using all of us for transportation. Just like they have these, these studies with the uh, parasites. They've gone really advanced where they're finding parasites everywhere. There's about... One-third of humans, I think, have this one parasite in their brain, but it's a thing. To me, alcoholism is a mental parasite. It's not a thingness. But there's this thing called toxo that's in our head that's in tons of uh, mammals, yeah? And the thing is, it, only find, it can only procreate or something really important in the intestinal system or the stomach of a cat, yeah? So some of these parasites are in, right, are in mice and rats, yeah? And what happens when the mice, the mouse and the rats that has this parasite sees a cat? They run towards the cat. So the basic instinct of self-preservation is totally overrun by the parasite. It jacks into the brain of the animal, and you don't think it's doing it to us? It jacks into the brain of the animal and tells them, go to that cat, because it has to be eaten so it can get in there. 
We're very easily taken over. Fuck. <laughs> and how are you going to know you're being occupied if you keep identifying with the effects of the occupier and calling them yours? It's the perfect camouflage for the occupier. It never gets seen. Because you're looking from it all day. It's right underneath your nose, controlling everything. To Look at how many alcoholics end up at three doors, institution, jails, and death. How many addicts? All different ethnicities, all different that. There's the, the parasite only has a limited amount of characteristics, and they have been revealed in AA, and yet we're not seeing them. We keep seeing them as ours. Let me tell you about my fear. You know how the difference between fear and my fear? Huge. Know the difference between girlfriend and my girlfriend? Huge. Know the difference between money and my money? Huge. It's the, it's the idea of that it's yours or it's you have it is the, is the power it has. It's transferred. Our power, the sunlight of the spirit, is used to go into that camera to present the, the picture of the story of Paul. Without the light, there would be no movie. And the light is us. And it's through identification as self that we forget what we are and we take ourselves to be something that we're not. And some of us have an extra little carrier on us, which is alcoholism. And in fact, all it is is an extreme subdivision of self-centeredness. It's all it is. says exact nature of the wrongs. I mean, how many people have said that? If you're missing the point, you're missing the point. <laughs> and this isn't just for alcoholics, it's for all of us. The mental state dominates our lives. The mental state is interpreting our life. How could it not be? Is your elbow remembering the past and the future? Or are, the, or are feelings actually remembering the past or the future? Or are they being used yeah, by the mental state, which is remembering the past and the future? Exact nature of our wrongs. Getting it clear what's going on. Just like in recovery again, the first step is a fact before and after you're sober if you have alcoholism. The first step is your palace over alcohol and your life is unmanageable. Yeah? I like the way it says more in the, how it works that we're alcoholics and cannot manage our own lives. So the basic statement is you're powerless over alcohol and drugs, whatever it may be, and you're not managerial quality, basically. Yes? That's a fact. While you're out there using, you're in denial, you, your mind is in denial of that fact, and that denial of that fact is sending off trains of circumstances that keep bringing you misfortune you feel you don't deserve. Then what happens? Something dawns on you, maybe a download, maybe you hear the go to AA, and then you realize, Jesus, I'm powerless over alcohol, and my life is unmanageable. It's still the same fact, but now you've acknowledged it, and then suddenly that same fact is the foundation for all this 
good, all this fortune coming your way that you feel you don't deserve, which promotes gratitude. It's the same fact. It's your position with the fact that's going to determine what's going to happen. It doesn't change. If you're an alcoholic of my type, you're callous over alcohol, and your life is unmanageable because you're managing it. That's it. That's the fact. When I'm in denial of it, fucking hellstorms happen. Yeah? I mean, and I can't see the exact nature, so I'm fucking, all this shit's happening to me, and I don't feel like I don't deserve it. So I'm really pissed. Yeah? So the same thing hasn't changed. It's not like a super turbo fact. Nothing changed. It's a fact. Suddenly, I wake up to, hey, that's a fact in my life. Okay? Oh, jeez. All right, now, I, the, my life gets fit, around, fit around that fact. And what happens? A lot of incredible, miraculous things start happening to me and others. Same, same. Same energy, but what's directing the energy? If self is directing energy, it's called self will run riot. If, if this power that's greater than self directs the energy, it's called the open way, so to speak. Yeah. You get to be used to better yourself and, to, and better others. I was reading this thing about Jackie Robinson. It's the guy who played, it's uh, the baseball player, the first black baseball player. And he had a saying, and I really like, he says, you know, my life does, is, is, doesn't mean anything. Uh, it only, it, what it means is what I, how it affects other lives. Yeah. In a sense, it was a beautiful statement. It's sort of like the hose and the water, and you realize the water is the importance. The hose is just the carrier of the water. Yeah? And I'm telling you, the hose is an infinite source, always available at all times. It always runs pure. So if the problem resides in the mind, you have to get to it that it's a thought system. I mean, seriously. And the memory and everything like that. Because most of what's going on is the remembering. Even the word resentment means to refeel. Yeah? So basically, almost everyone's refeeling things, rethinking things, rehashing things, redoing things, really. It's like we're in Groundhog's Day, and yet it's, it's, it's presented as 67 years, but it's basically the same old, same old, every freaking day. Yeah, different nouns and different degrees of consequences, but basically the same thing. Yeah. So you see, all right. So if I if if there is a solution, what is it? Well, it's not going to be fine found in what's producing the problem. Obviously, it's a very you know it's just been said by Albert Einstein. Many many people say you can't go to what's producing the problem for a solution to it. It's just simple, yeah. So I can't go to the thought system to get relief from the thought system. <laughs> you know, it's, just, it's not a good place. If you go there, it's like self trying to get out of self. It's not. It's ridiculous. It's self can't get out of self. If self is a thought, how can a thought leave what's producing it? <laughs> It has to be thought. <laughs> it's not going to be anything else. If it leaves the thought system, there ain't nothing there. So. <laughs> so, all right. So it's the thought system. All right. Then check out the thought system. How does the thoughts present you? If you're listening to them, 
Alright, so let's say I have concerns about tomorrow. I gotta pick up a body, somebody at the airport. Yeah? Well, I don't want to make it too particular. Okay? So my head's thinking about that. Okay? So how does it picture me while it's thinking about me? It pictures me as a body. Yeah? That's the only way I can be remembered. I have to be remembered as a thing. Yeah? Because what's always so doesn't need to be remembered. Because it's never been absent. That's the dilemma. What we are is so completely here, we don't notice it. Yeah? We, we would probably notice it if it could leave and then come back, but that's against its nature. It's always available at all times, so from the where, where we're looking at it, it seems like it's never here. <laughs> Actually, if you turn that around, it's correct. You're never here. <laughs> that's what you're taking yourself to be. And that's the dilemma. I want to be the here to get it. <laughs> I've never been here to begin with. And that's why I'm having trouble. I can't get the truth because I am the truth. And, it's, and if there's someone, if there's a feeling of someone who wants to get the truth, that's the falsehood. <laughs> and you can't get around it. You're never going to be here to get it, ever. That's the good news. Yeah? Because if you were here to get it, you would be also here to lose it. Yeah? And that's not it. That is not it. This isn't something you have and then live in a fear of losing it. It's not like that. It's always available at all times, right as you are. Not as you were and not as you're going to be. That's all in the mental state. But as you are right now does not have to be remembered or thought about because it is, yes? It's got a quality self doesn't have. Self, because it actually isn't so, has to appear to be so by constant remembering it. All your worries in the future is a form of remembering it, and all your thoughts about the past is another form of remembering it. So the only way self can seem to be here, it needs to be remembered. Yeah? So why, how do you forget self? Well, if you lose interest in what's promoting self, and go back to what was said, the problem resides in the mind. If you lose interest in the thought system, the picture of self that's being pro projected onto your mental screen will dim and become vague. Yeah? You'll lose interest in it. You'll check out of the theater. You don't have to change the marquee, life with Paul or without Paul. No, you're just bored. <laughs> Seriously, and your interest and attention leaves that dead preoccupation, now starts enriching your life. Yeah? Now you feel the conscious presence of that power. <coughs> yeah. You cease fighting everyone and anything. You're placed in a position of neutrality with no thought or effort on your part. Yeah? The problem doesn't exist for you. Hallelujah. Now that's worthy of the definition solution. The problem doesn't exist for you anymore. That's an incredible statement. Yeah. Oh, it's not like, oh, it's subdued, or I'm in remission. No, no, it doesn't exist for you. When? Now? Well, will it not exist for you later? No, it's going to definitely, it's not going to exist for you later. <laughs> I mean, it's going to exist for you later. Because you'll be later. <laughs> but right now, it doesn't exist for you. 
Can you promise it won't exist for me later? No, because you may be there later. <laughs> Seemingly. <laughs> Later's only in the head. What later have you ever arrived at without calling it here? When? Tell me. Tell me, have you ever arrived at, at later? And it stayed later? <laughs> really? Every future event has it when you arrived there, wasn't it now? <laughs> It doesn't matter how far or how, even if it's only a minute from now or 800,000 years from now. Whatever idea you have, when you get there, it's the same old, same old. You can't escape the space that you are. Why not acknowledge it for once? Don't make it something called peace. Acknowledge it. I am what I've been looking for. The seeker is the sort. The open secret. Obviously, it can't be a secret if it's open. The gateless gate. They're trying to imply something. It's always available at all times with no requirement necessary to meet it unless you're up your ass about requirements. So if you really feel you need to do something, you better do it. <laughs> because it's, that power is choosing it to go that way. You better comply. So this has happened. You know, I just... I really enjoy the seat assignment because all I need, all I have is one hammer and one nail. <laughs> just, just bang it. I'm not trying to build anything. I'm not adding any additions to it. There's no... Just banging the same thing every freaking day for years and years and years and years and years because there's no point going anywhere else unless this is clear. It's not gonna because what happens is a quote quote unquote mistake concerning this it it geometrically progresses every other move you make. Yeah. When you believe you can leave this, it's going to be—it's going to be more. It's going to add more and more miles to being far away from what you are. Yeah. If you believe you can leave what you are, it's going to take that first inch and then make miles out of it. And then you're going to be so lost, you're going to have to do all this shit to try to get back there. To me, the whole twelve steps is about diminishing a mental condition. That's all it is. It diminishes the mental state. In other words, it, it, it attracts or extracts interest and attention from the mental state, and now you're interested and attentive to the sunlight of the spirit. That's what happens. There wasn't, there's no spiritual awakening. You just awaken to the spirit. That's what you are. You're a spirit, and you awake to it. You'll never awake to it as a mental idea. That would be putting that would be putting the veil of the mentality on what's already so. <clears throat> it doesn't matter once or 800 million times, it's not going to work. Like that great master Huang Po said, a great Zen master from China, says you cannot use mind, big M mind, to seek mind. You cannot use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. You cannot use light to seek light. You can do it for eons and nothing will ever happen. Aren't you okay even when you do something you weren't supposed to do? Aren't you inherently okay? Does the light really dim? 
it just goes more unnoticed because we believe all the shit the head's presenting us to be. We believe that if I do something quote-unquote wrong, I'm exiled from what I am. Without the belief, how much influence would it have over you? None. like a spiritual auction here. You got Adyashanti. Oh yes, he's the winner. He goes to dinner with Adyashanti. So that's it, you know, with the whole thing. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> you beat the horse till it's dead, but it's great just to acknowledge it's already dead. <laughs> then you just get up and walk away. <laughs> a dead no, a dead horse has never uh, trotted. You know what I mean? It's like you're on a carousel, <laughs> going around and around, and every day there's a new gold ring you're trying to grab. <laughs> It's slavery, really. It really is. What would you do if you were in a hopeless state of mind or body? Probably anything, right? Look at what we did to get relief. What's, it seems so unbearable. I knew the alcohol of my type was I was willing to pay any consequence tomorrow not to feel uncomfortable now. And with untreated alcoholism and with untreated self-centeredness, I feel very, very uncomfortable. I may have it covered over pretty well with some pills, volumes, or shit like that. But basically, there's an angst there. There's an irritability, restlessness, and discontent that's always, you know, <laughs> producing an imperative to get some relief from it, but as it, for it, by it. Yeah. To get some relief, but as it, for it, by it. Yeah. It takes a noble drive to know the truth. And now it makes you a truth-knower, which is another bondage of self. The greatest truth is there is no truth to know. You are the truth. And it can't be known, it can't be felt, it can't be described, it can't be hugged, it can't be seen, it can't be acquired, it can't be lost. It's not of this place. It's not a thing. It's not a commodity. There's no zeros behind it that make it better. It's just always available as you are right now. What's looking is what you're looking for. So if your mental, if your consequential action figure is just causing way too much havoc, the design for living that AA offers is an incredible design for living. It puts guardrails on your little road of life, GOD rails, so you stop going off, off the stops you want to take, and then you start getting some momentum, the habit gets in place where if something is super important to you, which if you have alcoholism, I would hope sobriety is, you cannot have the, you cannot rely on the thought system to, practice, to participate in AA. You have to let habits occur. Let habits be produced, because habits are actions without thoughts. You want to get into the right habits. That will ensure a certain modicum of ease and comfort as you're living. Then if you're interested, the mind can go entertain other possibilities. Yeah. 
It was. I don't see many people shoot coke and then sit, go on a meditation retreat. You know, <laughs> it just doesn't doesn't work out. You know, it's, it's, you're not going to be embracing any stillness as you're vibrating <laughs> from the cocaine veining through your body. You know, so certain things have to be dealt with if they've proven to be that way, and they have for most of us as active alcoholics. The design for living a recovery allows that. But it doesn't produce a spiritual awakening. It just diminishes a mental state so that you see that you're a spiritual awakening. And that's the highest form of maintenance of a spiritual condition is to be a spiritual condition. I don't care how great of maintenance you found as a body to be, a, be spiritual, the greatest maintenance, much more relaxed, much larger aperture opening, is to know your spirit. Much, much, it's a much higher form of maintenance. Yeah? It's like trying to grasp spirituality to a body. It's not going to last. It's going to slough off. But if you are not a body, guess what? You may be that which you're attempting to maintain. And the best way to maintain it then is to be it, and you're never not going to be it. So your spiritual condition is ensured based on its own nature. Not on you, not on your little somersaults and mental gyrations or actions or efforts. It'll just be the, the, the inherent state that you are. Yeah. It's a nice place to rest your head. <coughs> so, there you have it. Still going at it. <laughs> I love this that we have these on talks, you know, because people are wondering what the hell is going on at these meetings. Yes, you're going to ask a question. Just approaching the fourth step. Yeah. Uh, just I'm trying to, after sort of hearing what you're, what you're saying, how to approach it maybe clearer or. Yeah, yeah. See, see resentments not as yours. It can be much... See, if you were taking... Look at how many inventories you've done on other people. You were very specific. Very, very crystal clear about why they are fucked. You know? The cloudiness is it's you. So, if you take away that inherent cloudiness that's always placed... Oh, I don't know. I don't have any resentments. It's, you know, it's just ridiculous... Just see him. Just read this. Read that segment and see if that's what it's saying. I can't see it saying anything else unless I don't understand English. It says, it makes the premise being convinced that self has defeated us. All right. It seems like self and us are different here, but there would be no defeat. There, there has to be a. There's got to be a two-some, in a sense, for to be defeated and to be defeated by, so to speak. So, yeah? So, self and us. We're us. Yeah? And then there's self. So, how does self defeat us? And how does it have so, like, carte blanche uh, entrances to all our important topics and all our secrets? Is because when it enters, when we see it, we call it us. We're identified as it. Yeah? The identification as it is what is what is what is allowing it to have so much free reign and free play in our lives because every time it does something we call it ours. We're mistaking 
If you realize something else was biting you, you'd get rid of it. But what happens if you realize it's you biting you? You'll excuse it, rationalize it, and blame others around it. Yeah? Because you can't entertain the possibility... See you, brother. You can't entertain the possibility of being free from it because you're identified as it. Yeah? How are you going to have the parasite cast away? While it's being cast away, you just keep calling it you. You'll, go, you'll die for it. You will think that its absence is, the whole, is like the hole in the donor. You will think, I'll be nothing without that. The identification is precluding, it's not allowing the light in. We're so, we don't even know what's going on most days, do you? People, I tell you, there's a bug called candida. It lives in the intestines throughout the whole body. It's an old fungus. Yeah? So a lot of people have it. It's called candida, C-A-N-D-I-D-A. It bothers your stomach and stuff. You get gas and you get bloated and stuff. And it likes uh, white, flowery, sugary things. That's its fuel, yeah? So a lot of people who have candida, who would know, who have candida, love bagels and entomins and pastries, and they have huge stories how much they love pastries, when it's the candida jacking into their brain to get them to go to entomins, because the candida can't drive. It's stuck in a body, so what does it do? It's strategy, I'll convince the body that my agenda is its agenda. You don't see alcoholism like that? I don't think it's a far it's I don't think it's that far flung to sort of represent alcoholism just like that. Something's in us, seemingly. It jacks into the thought system. It tells us, oh, they're out to get me or this or that. And it leads you to its own idea of surrender, which is fuck it. You get the fuck it, and then you go. Fuck it, and then you do, and then it gives you okay. Let's just get high, and maybe three hours before you would never have listened to that, but now you're open. After it's been pummeling you with this story about how terrible it's going to be, it sounds pretty good to get loaded. So you get loaded. What happens? Fuck the genie's out of the bottle, man. Jesus Christ. It's using you for transportation, and what, how it used me, and many models just like me, I always ended up waking up parked in front of institution jails and death. That's where I was. How did I get here? And then you could see every block at the same three garage doors, I could hear the same thing. Everyone, how did I get here? How did this happen to me? I go, me too, me too. And there's no one making sense of it. So It must be, it's not us. Yeah. I don't identify with who you are. I identify with what's taking you over because it's taking me over and I know what it's lived to, what it's like to live under that tyranny just like you know what it's like. What's causing us not to make it, to put two and two together? A huge mental disassociation. It's survival depends on it. It cannot let you recognize that it's a foreign installment. Because its occupation is so nasty, you immediately want to get rid of it. It cannot. That's the last thing. It will not let that happen. You're taking it to be you. But this is just a humble presentation. See if it resonates for you. For me, it does, or I wouldn't be sharing it like this. I've been sharing it like this for 20 years now. 
means something got me. <laughs> I mean, it's not based on, on reception. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, I've run into more flack trying to present this idea <laughs> you know, than a white beater in some respects. You know? Jesus Christ, people get really upset. Especially if you go into Jewishship. Oh, fuck, you know, you're getting too close there. You know, but hey, what can you do? You know, you just show up with your seat assignment and you just do it. This one just happened, hasn't changed in 19 years. Same thing. Because when this was revealed to me, it became the last answer and it hasn't changed. I don't see anywhere you can go. Yeah. Everywhere you go will be locked into the idea of being a self unless this is noticed. And that will defeat every pursuit you ever have. Because you'll be, you'll be thinking you're the one that's doing it. And there'll be a clear feeling, a sense constantly being produced that you're the one that's doing it. And that's the biggest heist of all here. I'm stoked, and I've been stoked for years because... It's brought a great relief into my life, a stabilized relief. I travel, I'm like fucking light years different than I used to travel. Yeah? On a consistent basis, year after year, circumstances after, after circumstances. Days have just blended into one big event. You know? And the event isn't really that important. The, you know, the ball you really want to keep your eye on is the ball you never see. It's the space. It's what's always here. Yeah? What's always here, that sense of being on, is intimating it. Yeah? That sense of onness or awareness or being conscious, that's it. Sense that presence. Because if you do, when and if we leave this body, that presence will still be there. There won't be any mistransition. You'll be seamlessly available to that because you've been seamlessly available to it now. Right?